my education on what a Karen is continues. Uh, these things come late to me, but I catch up. And uh, uh, and apparently um, there are. It's not an insult, so to speak, in terms of profiling, uh, because a Karen is associated with a white person. Now, the question is, um, should uh, people be offended by that? Um, if, you, if you were a white supremacist, I think uh, when another sort of colour uh, was what you might call racist against you, if you were a white supremacist, this is, um, I don't think you should complain, you know, about racism. I think um, you should enjoy the fact that it's not racism if someone's racist to you uh, because, and this is just logic, it's not, my, you know, I'm not a racist, but um, I'm just um, you know, thinking from the white supremacist's point of view. Um, to a certain extent, you should lap it up. Uh, because the fact that it's not racist, racism, when the same thing is done unto you, that means you are in the superior position. You know, when someone says it's not racist if I call you a white bastard or something like that, you know, you shouldn't complain about that. You shouldn't, you know, if you were a supremacist, you should, a white supremacist, you shouldn't say, oh, no, um, that's racism. You accuse me of calling you a black bastard or whatever, and here are you calling me a white bastard. Um, but if you were a white supremacist, and obviously I'm not talking about myself here, you should say, yeah, you should agree. There is a difference uh, because whoever, you know, if you if, if someone gets to say something to you that you can't say to them, that's good for you as a supremacist. Uh, because it, it, the other person enforcing that idea, you know, the person from another culture, um, when they say to you, it's racist when you do it to me, but not racist when I do it to you, you should go, ooh, that feels good, you know. Um, and the reason you should say that is, um, you know, because the act of them saying there is that difference is the is that person saying you are in this, the superior position, you know. Uh, now, I'm, now I'm only just thinking about this as I speak. Now, how does that work the other way around? Now, if I was, um, well, we, we, use the, we use the word black now. Um, I, I was, I was um, convinced that we're onto people of colour, but we, we're switching back to black now. Um, so how would I respond if I was a black person? I wouldn't give that pleasure to them. Now, now this is just thinking outside the square, and I might be missing something. Um, and I might be missing something. I have, you know, I'm... I, I can only think about two moves ahead in chess, so I'm, I'm giving it my best shot here. Um, and, and, and this is not opinions or anything, and this is just me trying to think logically. If I was a black person, I wouldn't give that bastard a thing. I wouldn't give him the satisfaction. I would say, yeah, when I do it to you, it's racism. But when you do it to me, it's not. Yeah, so I would be saying, 
listen, uh, you know, if you call me a black bastard, I don't consider that racism. Now, this might be my Irish way of thinking, um, but I'll be saying, however, you know, if I call you a white bastard, that is racism. Now, is this, does this make any sense? I haven't thought it through. Uh, it's just a thought in a vacuum, and there could be holes in it, but, um, you know, this is my version of turning the tables. You know, so this is a Black Lives Matter episode, all in all, if you think about it. Uh, it's a little bit like um, the word wog, you know, because I'm married to wogs. And, um, and, you know, there are only two types of people in the world. You know, uh, wogs and people who want to be wogs. And obviously I am one of those people who wants to be a wog. I'm well known for that. Um, now, wogs, you know, the wogs in Australia, that has been a very interesting journey. I'm married to Greeks, you know. Um, now, and, and you'll see right throughout my podcasts, um, which are separate from these YouTube clips and sprinkled throughout everything I ever say is, oh, the Greeks, you know, they invented thinking, you know. So I kind of get it, you know, and I wish I was Greek. I've got a Greek name, Charlie. No, no, my real name's Greek. Now, um, so what, do, now this is all about turning the tables. And, and there could be a flaw in this. It could be a little bit um, cerebral and not practical. I do, I do grant that. But if I was black, um, I would start walking around, I reckon, saying, listen, if I call you a white bastard, I, do, I, I consider that racism. Yeah. However, if you call me a black bastard, I consider that not racism. You know, it's kind of the little Richard approach uh, to say, hey, it doesn't insult me, I'm the king. Yeah, that's the way, this is why Little Richard, I think, was ostracised. Uh, I'm a big Little Richard fan and was ostracised from the uh, African-American community uh, to a very large extent, but you could analyse that yourself. But put it this way, when he died recently, um, and, and no rapper said goodbye, not in any significant way, and all the eulogies were from white people. Now, now that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, because he broke down the barriers easily as much as Rosa Parks did, but in his own way. You know, he said, all you children up in the stands, the black kids and all you children down here in front of me in the better seats, the white kids, I want you to all mingle and get it on. And he said this in a segregated sort of time, very dangerous, but he got away with it. He was amazing in some ways. Um, but when he died, yeah, he really, his, all his eulogies were from white people only because, look, I don't know whether he was an attacher, you know, because I think that was the accusation that he was attaching himself to the white community. But what's the chicken and what's the egg? You know, was he ostracised um, before? You know, is that the reason he attached himself to white rock and roll per se, you know? Um, but it's about turning the tables and, and the Wogs did that too in Australia, but they haven't done it. In other countries, from what I've heard, I've got a cousin in England who said that effect hasn't been noticed in England. But in Australia, what the Wogs did, absolute stroke of genius. And um, a lot of it was to do with uh, um, Wog Boy, you know, the TV show and all that sort of stuff, Nick Giannopoulos. 
um, they turned the tables. And basically what they said in essence was, you know, people said, ah, you bloody wog. And, you know, and, and what the wogs did was say, you wish you were. And the Aussies kind of said, you know, in the broad sweep of history, the Aussies said, ah, <laughs> not bad. All right, let's go to the pub, you know. And, and also the Greeks and the Aussies both liked thallions and V8 cars and all that sort of stuff. There was a lot of, you know. But the point is it started out really racist and the wogs turned the table. Now, you can't... This episode can be watched in Australia, but it should not be watched in other countries because you wouldn't understand because what is derogatory in one country is not so derogatory in another. Um, and also, if you are an Australian who's still locked into the 70s, you know, still stuck in the 70s in your thinking and, and you haven't been catching and you haven't been keeping up with the evolution of the word wog, then it, it's still a derogatory word. Um, but, you know... If, if you have been keeping up, it's fantastic, you know. Um, we've got trams going past in my suburb, you know, with, um, with wogs out of work or something in great big letters, you know, advertising the latest show, you know. Um, you know, there's been a lot of spin-off wog shows and it's all, you know, uh, just blatantly in big letters advertising, you know, walk out of work, which is a little bit like saying the N-word, you know, except writing it out on the tram in huge letters, you know, up in lines. Um, but the wogs have managed to turn the tables like that. Um, uh, so that's that. We don't have a history with the N-word all that much because we don't have a history of, with Africans here in Australia, uh, essentially. Um, but there you go. You know, it's, it's sort of something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's something to be said for thinking about the uh, the idea of turning the tables um, on offence and all that sort of stuff. But as I say, I haven't thought it through, but that's where I've got to, you know, in my thinking. And uh, I'm sure I'll think about it a little bit more. And, you know, I almost feel, that somehow tables need to be turned, um, you know. And this essentially is a Black Lives Matter episode on that front. Now, I know there are practical problems of closing the gap and inequity and all that sort of stuff, and a rigged world economic, social and political system, you know, resulting you know, as a result of colonialism and all that stuff. I know all that's, that's there. Um, but I'm just talking about, um, just conceptually, um, things, you know, there are things, there are multiple things happening at once, and I'm just picking out one of those. And it's a little bit about, you know, having kind of a little Richard-style refusal to not be a king, you know. Um, and Michelle Obama was one of the few African-Americans who did, um, say have a word for little Richard when he died recently and she said I admire him for refusing to be anything other than who he thought he was she didn't put it in those exact words but something like that